Hallelujah. Isn't that a great song? Hallelujah. It's a good song to uh, get ready to talk about Thanksgiving with as well. But before I do that, I just want to encourage you on the back tables. I've got uh, George Washington declaring the first Thanksgiving in 1789 and then Abraham Lincoln and his declaration as well. So I encourage you to take those home, read them, uh, share them with your family this week. So you'll be blessed. All right, if you'll turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, please. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You can figure out what you want to title this. Uh, it could be uh, you're developing Thanksgiving. Maybe you're already good at Thanksgiving, so you're going to practice Thanksgiving more. Uh, I'll let you decide. I don't have a title for it. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, it says this. We ask you, brothers... So he's talking to the church, all right? To respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. Verse 14, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Isn't that great? So when you are helping, you've got to be patient about it. All right. 15. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. So, and that's not even believers. Verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. And the verse that we're going to look at is verse 18 in particular, so if you can put that back up. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So if you don't know what the will of God is for your life, here's one of them. You're to give thanks in all circumstances. Isn't that awesome? Now that doesn't mean that all your circumstances are going to be great. Right? And if you've lived any length of time, you'll, you know that life is not always great. It's not always going your way. But he says that it is our responsibility to be thankful in all circumstances. And that is what we are supposed to to do. Even when things are difficult, we express our faith, our trust in God through being thankful. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, please. I want you to make sure you see this in your Bible. Because when things aren't going well for us, we have to still be thankful. And part of the reason that we can be thankful is to know that God is always with us and He will see us through it and He will turn things around for our good because we love Him. So if you're a born-again believer, Romans 8.28 is a promise that you can stand on. 
And it says this, Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, so if you love God, he says all things work together for good. So that means no matter what you're going through, God somehow, miraculously, has the ability to turn it around for our good. But the problem is, we also have to be able to give them thanks in that before it turns around to our good. And we're not thanking Him for the circumstance, but we're thanking Him that He's with us. That His Holy Spirit is in us and He gives us the power to overcome whatever our circumstances are. And then He says, for those who are called according to His purpose. And, you know, for the sake of time, I'm going to stop here, but if you continue to read the rest of this chapter, you find out that really what all this means is that God is working Himself in you through the circumstances that you're facing. He's going to work the good. The good that's going to be worked in you is Christ in you. The hope of glory to the world. Hallelujah. And if you're going to give thanks in all circumstances, then it goes back to verse 16, which I don't know why they did it like they did it, but it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus. And we have to understand that the circumstances that Paul's writing to, to this early church life at this point were not good. So this is Paul's words of encouragement to them. Hang in there. Keep pressing in. Keep holding on. God has something good for you. You'll turn with me to 2 Timothy, please. 2 Timothy. Just go to your right and you'll find 2 Timothy. Well, yeah, keep going to your right, but it's... Past Thessalonians too. You see, in life there's always something we can be grateful and thankful for. But we must choose to develop a grateful and thankful heart. Uh, I, I like to call it a mindset or an attitude. Our attitude should be one of thankfulness, of gratefulness. But if we're going to be honest with ourselves, we have to understand 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this that in the last days there will come time, there will come times of difficulty. Just stop there for a moment. In the last days, there's going to be difficulties. Everybody say, I'm in my last days then. And it is. And, you know, my father-in-law used to preach, if it's not the last days, they're your last days. So make the best of them. But he's, he's setting us up here. He says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Now here's the reason why. Verse 2. For people will be lovers of self. And, and as I read this description, think about the world today. Lovers of money. Proud. Arrogant. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Heartless. Unappeasable. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. 
not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. And that word in verse 2 that he says just before he goes to verse 3, he says people are going to be ungrateful. Since we know that being ungrateful and unthankful will be a temptation in the last days. And that, that temptation, we can be prone to follow it in the last days. We must determine in our hearts instead to run in the other direction. And be known as being thankful and grateful. And so, I want to look at the word thankful for a moment. And the word that is used most often in the New Testament is the word in the Greek, karitos. Karitos is a derivative of the word charis. And charis is the word that we get for grace. So there's always grace involved with being thankful. When the word charis is transformed into charistos, it more fully expresses the idea of one whose heart is thankful, grateful, appreciative for various reasons. Charistos depicts an inward awareness of having been fortunate or well-treated. Can you say that of your life? Have you been fortunate? Have you been well-treated? If you've been born again, I can tell you through Christ you have been. Thus the word thankful translated from karitos projects the deep inward feeling of one who is thankful, grateful, or appreciative for what he has received or how he has been treated. And so I want to look at those three words as we work through this. The word thankful is concerned with a person's attitude toward his good fortune rather than his feelings toward anyone responsible for it. Now you're going to have the opportunity to be toward somebody, but right now it's just you're just thankful for what is happening in your life. It suggests that someone is relieved or pleased about a situation or turn of events. You know, when you've gone through something and then you just think everything has calmed down, you finally have that sigh of relief and it's like, okay, we can breathe again. That's being thankful. But someone who is grateful realizes that someone else has helped him or treated him kindly, and he has warm feelings towards that person. Thus the word grateful suggests more of an impulse to thank someone than the word thankful does. And then lastly, lastly, the word appreciative shows that a person recognizes the merit or appeal of something and expresses his or her recognition of it. All these words, thankful, grateful, and appreciative, 
are included in the word thankful translated from the Greek word karitos and are the expression of a person who is thankful that he has experienced blessings in some form, is grateful toward the person or people who have treated him kindly, and wants to express how appreciative he is for the kindness that was sworn. And so as believers, how can we not be thankful to God for Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? We have so much to be thankful, grateful, and appreciative of in God. And I want to encourage you to express it, to make it known. You know, when I close the service, and I do this on purpose, because part of it is because that's who I am. And I'll close the worship time that we have. Father, I'm so grateful for the love that you have for us. Because we need to be. We need to have that forefront in us all the time and realize that God does love us. And because He loves us like He does, we need to be a people who are grateful, thankful, appreciative. And so we need to develop this heart in us while things are going good. It's hard to develop this attitude when you're facing hell, when everything is coming against you and you're tired and you're wore out and you have all kinds of problems. You turn to the left and there's problems. You turn to the right and there's problems. You turn to the front and there's problems. You think, okay, I'm going to start to run backwards and there's problems there too. It's too late. You have to have that heart in you before you experience those things. Because it's in those things, in the difficult times, and they will come to all of us. If you are breathing, it will come to you. You have to know how to be thankful. And so do it when things are going well. Be thankful to God when, when everything is met in your life. We need to practice being grateful to our Father, to Jesus Christ our Savior, and to the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who is never going to leave us and never going to forsake us, who's going to lead us and guide us. Because of them, we can make it through anything that comes our way. Thankfulness and gratefulness and being appreciative is a choice. A choice that we need to constantly guard after to make sure that we are in the right direction. Being thankful and grateful and appreciative at times takes great faith. But the flip side of this reality, being unthankful and ungrateful and unappreciative, takes no faith at all. Matter of fact, it's probably easier for us to be unthankful and ungrateful and unappreciative. There are so many difficult things that happen to us in life, it is natural for us to be unthankful, ungrateful, and unappreciative. You don't have to turn there, but we noted this. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, it said that they were ungrateful or unthankful. Depending on what version you read. I need to share this with you because we have to be on guard against this. The Greek word for ungrateful or unthankful there is a karistos. 
a Christos, which is Christos with an a affixed to the front of it. So it's the same word for thankful, grateful, and appreciative, but it has an a in front of it. In the Greek, that little prefix a's has a canceling effect. So a Christos describes a person. Now listen to this. This is. Hard to imagine, but it's, it's true. And it's possible for believers to be like this. Okay? It describes a person who was once thankful, but something occurred and his thankfulness has been canceled. I dare say that you and I know people that something happened in their life and, and they were offended or... You know, something tragic happened in their life and then they've become unthankful. That's what he's talking about here. This person was once thankful, but now has become unthankful. And there has been a radical change that is taking place from being thankful to being unthankful. And again, the word achoristos Signals that although a person's thankful attitude previously prevailed in life, in his life, somehow the same person has lost his thankfulness, gratefulness, and appreciative attitude and is now unthankful. Thoughts of unthankfulness, ingratitude, and inappreciativeness now fill his heart and mind. This person is not thankful for the good he has experienced or for the blessings that he has received. He is not grateful toward the person or people who have treated him kindly. He has become unthankful, filled with ingratitude and inappreciative of what others have done for him. Put simply, the Greek word achoristos Pictures an ingrate. And I need to bring this up because, and talk about being unthankful for a moment, because the world has become so unthankful and ungrateful and very unappreciative of any good that is there. And there's a reason why. It is important to understand as Paul was prophesying these words concerning the last days in which people will become so unthankful and ungrateful and unappreciative is because they feel entitled to everything. And I'm telling you, that's the way of the world today. They feel entitled to everything. They feel as if Everybody else owes them something. And when a person feels entitled as the world and the world uh, leads you in that direction, then that person becomes or loses their thankfulness if they ever had it or they never become thankful. And think about this for a moment. 
Why would a person be thankful when he feels he's entitled to everything he has? Why would a person be thankful when he feels entitled to everything he has? This sense of entitlement is destructive to individuals and it leads society as a whole into a state of unthankfulness. Exactly what the Holy Spirit prophesied would emerge at the end of the age. It said in there that they would be lovers of self as well. And these go hand in hand. Because many people today are seeking their own rights and ways, living contrary to God's word. And it's leaving them dissatisfied, empty, and disillusioned. And although those who fit this description are on an endless quest to please self, they have found true lasting pleasure to be ever just beyond their grasp. I mean, we see it happening in the world today. People striving after things, going after things. If I just get this, then I'll be happy. They get it, and then they're not happy. And then they have to find something else that's going to make them happy. Then they go after that. They get that. And they find out it didn't make them any happier. Because they're, they're looking at temporal things. They're, they're fixing their eyes and their minds on temporal things. Things that are going to fade away and change and go away. Instead of on God. As many things as these people own, as many benefits are that are heaped on them that they don't have to labor for, they don't feel thankful because they feel entitled to it all. They have never learned the spiritual law that happiness is only obtainable where there is a thankful heart. If you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 6, please. Luke chapter 6. I mean, it's scary the way of the world nowadays. And it's scary because we're living in it. (laughs) But it's happened before. There were other generations who were ungrateful. Who minimized God or acted like He doesn't even exist. We're in those days and that's why it's so important for us to develop a heart, a mindset, an attitude of being thankful and grateful. Look, if you're born again and Christ is living in you, then you have a reason to be thankful. If everything else in your life is horrible, you still have that reason to be thankful and you need to express it. In Luke chapter 6, this is kind of a backdoor thing that Jesus is doing and I don't have time to read the whole thing, but you can read it later. Because I know you're studious and you will. Luke chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 35. 
He says, Luke 6.35, but love your enemies. So you already know this isn't going well. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, for your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Now, how many of us want to be sons and daughters of the Most High? We all say that. Okay, then this is what we have to do. We have to love our neighbors, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. When Jesus makes this declaration and links these together, he's basically telling us that an ungrateful heart is an evil heart. That's why it's so important that we develop a a heart, a mindset, an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness to God. That's a tough thing here. And yet it says that this is how he was towards us. Because at one point, you can go back and think in your life, you were ungrateful, you were evil. And then he says in verse 36, be merciful even as your father is merciful. And how do you know that God has been merciful? Or is merciful? Because he's been merciful to us. He's given us a great salvation that we have the opportunity to walk in. The way Jesus sees it, it is spiritually criminal not to be thankful for what we have in life, even if it seems we have little compared to someone else's blessings. And and I dare say that everybody in here is blessed. Blessed greatly. And if you don't think you are, you can go with me on a mission trip and I'll take you to people who don't have what you have. Who wish that they had a a portion of what you have. Even if we believe we have worked hard and earned what we have. You know, in... This is where I struggle when I hear believers say this. Well, you've deserved that. You've worked hard. Oh, really? I deserve that because I worked hard? I mean, this is the mindset that we get in. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard. We should work hard. Okay? But to work hard and then complain to the Lord that you deserve something because you've worked hard is not being thankful. Or thinking that you've worked hard and so everybody else owes you this is not being thankful. So even if you believe that you've worked hard and earned it, and you think that you deserve it, we should still be profoundly thankful that all we have has been given to us by God. The very breath that we have has been given to us by God. 
Think about this for a moment. Your job, the opportunities that you have to walk in have been given to you rather than someone else. And so can't we be thankful for that? Think about your life. We live in the greatest country in the world and we're going to make it great again. Okay? We, we have that. You could have been born somewhere else. You didn't have to be born in this country. You didn't have to be born in the family that you're born in. You didn't have to make your residency in this place. But God has graciously allowed that to happen to you. Think about others who need a job and would be thrilled with the salary that you have. There are people all over the world who don't have shelter, who don't have warmth when they need it, who don't have AC when it's hot out there, who don't have clean water all the time. And all we have to do is just go turn a little faucet on. And so there's reasons for us to be thankful. If you'll turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, please. Colossians chapter 3. In Colossians 3.15, he says this. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And be thankful. I want to encourage you this morning to be thankful. As a believer, it's really a command for us. It's not an option. But yet, as believers, we've made it an option and we base it on how we're feeling, how things are going in our life, what the circumstances are in our life. And if they're going good, we're going to be thankful. If they're not, we're not. And we need to rise above that. You see, being thankful is a command even when things seem to be going in the wrong direction all around us. By faith, we need to stop and count our blessings. If you're staying with me, please. I'm in awe of the fact that Paul can pen these letters of being grateful, of being thankful, of being appreciative with all the stuff that he went through as a follower of Christ. You can go through his writings and you find out the things that were done to him. And then he has the, by faith, the audacity to say that these light and momentary afflictions are working a greater glory in us. 
I mean, that's a man who knows God. And I just want to encourage you to start practicing being thankful. Exercise your faith and be thankful, grateful, appreciative. You know, um, when our kids were teenagers, I remember hearing them thanking us all the time. And I, Diane and I talked about it. I said, you know, listen to them. Listen to how, you know, she prepares a, a meal for us and everybody thanks her for it. You know, you do something for somebody in our house and, and they thank you for it. And we talked, where did they learn this? Well, they learned it from mom and dad. Because mom and dad were expressing thankfulness on a regular basis in our house. And so I want to encourage you to, if you don't have a mindset or an attitude of being thankful, start developing it. Start working on it. Be purposeful in it. Because there, if you, especially if you're born again, because there's a reason for you to be thankful and appreciative. And I want to encourage you, since we have the week of Thanksgiving coming up, to practice it this week. And then when this week is over, do it again. And then practice it all next month. So that when you enter into the new year next year, you can have a habit of being thankful. And so you'll have a better year. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this day. We thank you for the love that you have for us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the the leading that your word gives us. We thank you for the hope that your word gives us. And Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who empowers us to become all that you've called us to be. And Father, the things that you are asking of us are beyond us in the natural. But Father, with you, it is possible. And so Father, I pray that this week, we will be purposeful in being thankful. We will look for ways to be thankful and that we will express it. Help us to express it to one another and help us to express our thankfulness and our gratitude and our appreciativeness to You. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Be blessed. Have a great week. And we'll see you Sunday, if not before or during the week.